Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. So, you know what Cowboy fan really did not want to hear yesterday? Cowboy fan really did not want to lecture from their somehow still-employed head coach. A lecture about how confident their somehow still-employed head coach is in their championship program. A lecture about how he knows how to win. I mean, as absurd as that sounds, that is exactly what Cowboy fan got yesterday when Big Mike hit the big podium in Big D and started running his big mouth. I guess none of this should come as a surprise to Cowboy fan. And I guess Cowboy fan should be used to it by now. Because Cowboy fan basically never gets what they want from their football team. As an example, Cowboy fan wanted a new head coach. Cowboy fan wanted a deep playoff run. Cowboy fan wanted to see an NFC championship appearance at some point over the past 29 years. See, Cowboy fan never gets what they want. Instead, what Cowboy fan got was a written statement that Big Mike will return because the team is, quote, very close, end of quote. And because Big Mike has the highest regular season win percentage in Cowboys history. And if that weren't aggravating enough for Cowboy fan, Big Mike made sure to show up and make it worse by plunging the knife in even deeper and twisting it yesterday. He did so by meeting with the media to let the world know that he has established a championship program in Dallas. His words, not mine. And I'm not even sure that those were the most ridiculous words that he spewed yesterday. We have established a, a you know a championship program. It's just not the world championship yet. Uh, we know how to win. Uh, we know how to train to win. We have the we have the right people, um, but we have not crossed the threshold winning playoff games. And um, and it's extremely disappointing to be sitting here talking about it. Um, but you know. I know how to win, and and uh, we will get over that threshold. Uh, I have total confidence in it, and, and that's why I'm standing here today. Per usual, anybody have any blue cheese that I could hit that word salad with? The hell does that even mean? The hell do I even start? Where? Here I thought Jared's statement yesterday was bad, but let me start right here. We've established a championship program? Huh? That's just not the world championship yet. Huh? Championship. Seriously. Champions of what? World champion of You what? have one playoff win in four seasons, and that was over a sub-500 team. Hey, Mike, you know, we do have a way to determine which programs are championship programs, right? It's called the playoffs. And if you're a championship program, at the end of the playoffs, you play for a championship. And if you're not a championship program, you don't. It's pretty simple. And if you're really not a championship program, you get curb stomped at home in the wild card round. And if you're really, really not a championship program, you go 29 consecutive years without even sniffing a Super Bowl appearance. But Big Mike and Jera are not letting indisputable facts get in the way of their championship program or stop them from claiming that the Cowboys are very close and have established a championship program. Like, the hell are you two even talking about? No wonder you two get along so well. You're both stuck in the same absurd alternate reality together. Is this what you do during your little slumber parties? Do you whisper back and forth to each other about how very close your imaginary championship program is to an imaginary championship? I mean, the way Big Mike phrased it, even confused Eric in Orlando. We've established a championship program. It's just not the world championship yet. Again, the hell does that even mean? What about... What other championship is there, right? What are you talking about? 
coach. Hey, coach, I don't fish on a boat. I fish on a boat. I don't fish on boats. Okay? Coach, Matt, I fish on a boat, okay? A championship I fish program. On a, it's just on not a the boat. world championship yet. Uh, we... I mean, does anybody see any difference there? Because I don't. Hey, and Big Mike doesn't just have a championship program. According to Big Mike, he also proudly declared, and I quote, I know how to win. I, I know how to win. He knows how to win. I, I know how to win. Just not in the playoffs. He knows how to win. Just not when it really matters. He knows how to win. He just didn't use that knowledge to beat the Packers last week or to beat the Niners in the last two playoffs. But guys, he knows how to win. I know how to win. Look, I know he did win a Super Bowl. I'm not ignoring that, nor am I taking that away from the man. He did win one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers more than a decade ago, but it does still count. 13 years ago, he did win. So, once, once. So, I think it is fair to say that he knew how to win, or more likely, Aaron Rodgers knew how to win. But the last thing Cowboy fan wants to hear right now from their head coach, who just got turned inside out by Matt LaFleur, and the head coach, who just got smoked by the youngest team in the NFL, and the head coach, who just got dominated by a quarterback making his first playoff start. The last thing Cowboy fan wants to hear is that head coach explaining that he has a championship program and that he knows how to win. I know how to win. Those are about the easiest things ever to call bullcrap on. If either of those things were really true, we would have some evidence, some fresh evidence, rather than what we actually have, which is fresh evidence to the absolute contrary which is why Cowboy fan apathy seems like it's at an all-time high. Now, I will say this, Cowboy fan, you did a great job yesterday of coming up in here. So I still want to hear from you now, because when you came up in here yesterday, that was before Big Mike started lecturing you about how he knows how to win, about how he has a championship program. Are you buying any of that? Does that make you feel better at all? Are you buying back into this alleged championship program? Because Cowboy fan buy-in is legitimately up in the air right now. And that's supposed to be Jarrah's worst nightmare, right? And I'm far from the only one saying it, and I'm far from the only one noticing it. Cowboy fan buy-in is so shaky right now that Jane Slater actually asked Big Mike yesterday why fans should buy back in. Why they should buy back into him being the head coach of the team, and here was his response to that query. Yeah, because I I believe that uh, the the direction, you know, the leadership, um, everything is in place, and um, I'm not very comfortable talking about myself. But I came here to win a championship. I didn't come here to get another contract or um, anything other than that. Um, I came to Dallas to win the world championship, and that's why I'm standing here and um, buy into us. And um, buy into us. Like, what is that? Is that a request? Is that a mandate? Is that a plea? Are you begging? And you seem pretty damn comfortable talking about yourself for a guy who doesn't like talking about himself. And how great your championship program is. And how you know how to win. And how you came to Dallas to win a championship. That's a lot of bragging on yourself for a dude who hasn't won anything that mattered since he got there and who doesn't like talking about himself. Jera and Mikey act like they weren't just the two seed with a clear path to their first NFC championship appearance in nearly three decades with a game at home against a seven seed against the youngest team in the league only to once again drop a gigantic load of explosive diarrhea right in their pants again. (laughs) They're acting like it didn't even happen. They're acting like things have never been as good as they are right now. That they've never been as close as they are right now. Myopic much. That is the most myopic thing I've heard since that Dallas honk called this show yesterday and said he had a beef with me for calling Jarrah Jarrah. And not referring to him as Mr. Jones because he earned that, because he won a Super Bowl. Mr. Jones. Yeah, my reaction. Correction, Mr. Dope. Jarrah 
didn't win a ring. Jimma won the ring. And he won it like 50 years ago, which is about as long as it took Jera to put Jimma in the ring of honor for the Cowboys. What I'm saying is this. It's a long way of saying Jera and Big Mike are all about the diarrhea. Diarrhea of the mouth and diarrhea of the ass. And they're spewing it out in copious amounts of both ends. And they're definitely not very close. And they definitely don't have a championship program. Alvin. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly. How do you like that? All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use my code ROME, R-O-M-E. New customers can bet just 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, you do have to use my code ROME, R-O-M-E. The crown is yours, and you do have to be present in a state where it's lawful to wager. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. I think that's hyperbole. I think that's diarrheal hyperbole. Anyway, you're not very comfortable talking about yourself, Mike. And I'm here to tell you, we're not really comfortable listening to you. But now that you've told me and the rest of us to, quote, buy into us, why the hell not? I mean, why not, right? All the Cowboys have to do is cross that threshold. How hard can that be? Other than, like, virtually impossible. But being close enough is good enough for my money. And you know what I do with my money. I only invest in sure things. That's what I'm known for. Investing in sure things. Low-risk things. You know, locks. Guarantees. I mean, I'm on record. What have I invested in over the years? (laughs) Horses. Thoroughbred horses, by the way. Racehorses. Solid, safe investment. No risk at all there. Restaurants, absolutely no risk in investing in a restaurant or a nightclub. Rock bands, no risk there. And now the Cowboys, that fits right in. Hey, listen to Vendetta. That's a throwback right there. How about them Cowboys? How about them racehorses? How about them restaurants? How about them rock bands? How about them Cowboys? Who do I scratch that check to, Jara? Mike, I mean, the Cowboys seem like the safest investment of them all. That's why I'm standing here. So uh, while all of you were hoping that Mr. Jones was going to rip McCarthy a new one and then rip his key card, all Jared did was tell all of you to get a grip. Get a grip. By the way, listen to that tune. This is why I invested in that band so many years ago. Kind of funky, right, Tommy? You can't hate that. I heard that song on K-Rock in L.A. back in the day. And somehow I connected with the band. I'm like, I like that. I like that. I think I'll invest in that band. And I made an investment in Vendetta Valentine. I don't remember what year it is. I went and saw them in Hollywood. And they went on tour. And I gave them money for a 30-day tour. They hit 30, 30 shows in 30 days. 30 different stops in 30 days. They went after it. Buy into us. And you know what my ROI on that investment was? Nothing. But but I'll invest in the Cowboys. I'll buy in. It's all right. It was fun. I was giving back to the local community, the arts. So, quick question. Why is Old Trapper Beef Jerky so amazing? Let's start with the fact that it is a family-run business. A family business which stands by quality and produces the world's best beef jerky. 
Now, I've made this point many, many times, and I want to make it again right now. Beef jerky is not just beef jerky. I think some of you go to the store, and you reach for the beef jerky, and you think it's all the same. In fact, you might not even know what you're buying. That's a big mistake. Stop making that mistake. All beef jerky is not the same. In fact, there's nothing like Old Trapper. It is simply the best. Four mouth-watering flavors, so you can get your choice of whatever you want. Myself, I like them all the same. I bounce back and forth between each and every one of them. So you can do the same thing. They come in four-ounce bags. If you need to learn, do it that way. If you already know what you want, go with the 18-ouncer. That way there's enough for everybody, the entire unit, the entire family, the entire team. If you do not see it, ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? Calvin Johnson joining us. You know, one of the deals, he made that big deal, of course. And Jared Goff, when he made that deal, it was not necessarily that well-received. And then you look at Goff, Calvin. He's reinvented himself and his career. He's had some help. He's got some playmakers around him. But what stands out to you when you think about the wideouts that Jared Goff has, guys like Amon Ross St. Brown and the rest of their playmakers? When you watch them, what do you think? You know, the one thing I would have to say that, that stands out to me is that you know, even though I mean, you, you, you see some of the guys emerging, obviously, uh, Amon Ra, but the thing that, that I love about this group is that, you know, one, Coach Randall L is having the guys ready because, you know, they're not getting, it's not like they're getting the ball, each and every one of them, all the time. But you see that they're ready to make a play when their number is called. So they're always in tune. I, I, I put a lot of uh, credit up to the, to the receiver coach for keeping them dialed in, too. The receiver coach who keeps them bought in, and these guys, credit to them for staying ready, right, even when they're not getting the ball and they're all in. How much of that is about the overall culture and tone that Dan Campbell sets? It, it, it 100% starts there. You know, it, you, it, it, it permeates throughout the team. You know, that where he came in, he came in from a, just super authentic, being himself, you know, not trying to impress anybody, but just being all about improving this team. And we've seen it. You know, he's, been, he's improved the team by putting great people around him. And, you know, the great the one thing I love is just like I say, half of his coaching staff, if not more, are former players. Guys are going to buy in when you got somebody that's been there and done that, done the things that they want to do. And you have that guy in front of you um, teaching you every day. You're going to buy in. And it's just a matter of time at that point before things just start to click. We're talking to the Hall of Famer, Calvin Johnson. You mentioned Amon Ra. I, look, I think the guy's an absolute star. Like, I don't play favorites. And as much as I've tried, and I've tried, I've never actually spoken to this dude, even though he's a Southern California guy. But I absolutely love the guy. What do you like best about his game, and what do you make of the dude overall? You know, I've only spent a little bit of time around Amon Ra, but from what I know, what I've seen, what I've heard about the young man, is that one kid, he, he wants to work. He wants to outwork everybody else. And on top of that, you know, the, the kid seems like a humble, like he's humble in nature. Uh, I, I've been around him. I, I've spoken to him. You know, I know he likes to do his dance and all that stuff, but he's a hardworking kid, man. And that's why I appreciate most about him. And he, he wreaks havoc in the middle with his, you know, with his size and his strength. Let me ask you something. Like, you know, you're, you're the guy. You're the guy. Like, that's your reaction to him. How did he react to you? Did he pick your brain? Did he afford you the respect that you've earned and you deserved? Like, what was he like with you? <laughs> man, a lot of guys, a lot of guys, just be, they're kind of quiet. They don't, I don't know if it's just, you know, they don't know what to say or ask or whatever. But I feel like I was like that with other guys too. Like I'm just like, sometimes you like the guys you watch, you grew up watching. You know, you just like you have a little, you know, you know, starstruck kind of moment. You don't know what to say, you know. But I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to be around for those guys, just to be a shoulder to lean on. They got questions or whatever have you, of football or life. Like I'm trying to be there for a show, be, be there as a. Uh, as a post for them guys. Well, to be fair, dude, you are Megatron. I can see where they might be like that. Calvin Johnson's joining us. So Sunday's game will be the second meeting between the Bucks and the Lions, Detroit 120-6 in week number six. Calvin, Baker Mayfield's elevated his play since then. How do you see the matchup between the Bucks' passing game and the Lions' secondary, which at times has been inconsistent? Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess the thing that excited me more than anything going into the playoffs were I was seeing – I knew, you know, CJ was coming back, but I was seeing other guys start to emerge and make more and more plays in the secondary, especially late, in the later part of the season when it mattered. So I'm like, okay, let's just I – mean, I'm just hoping like that consistency, that little bit of momentum, um, that little bit of the heater, you know, stays hot throughout the playoffs. And just, I'm just hoping that they're just getting hot at the right time back there. So that, that's what excites me. Uh, as far as Baker, though, man, dang. 
the kid like he's having fun, like like obviously like he was in college, you know. So you know he, he can be dangerous. You know, I saw I watched the game last week. The kid, I mean, he has a he has a lively arm, man. So um, you just got to you got to be got to be you got to be able to hit him. You got to you got to get him in the backfield because uh, if he's allowed to you know get outside the pocket and look downfield or even just be in the pocket and look downfield, you know he can he can make some plays with his arm. I like that. I like that analysis a lot. I feel the same way. Calvin Johnson joining us. You mentioned CJ. How important is it to get him back, not only for what he can do on the field, but for his attitude overall? Yes, man. I, 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 you got to love that attitude, especially as, as, as like one of your leaders as your quarterback back there on the defense. You know, you got to love that kind of energy. I feel like we had that um, here with, with, with Lewis Delmas, you know, when I was playing here in Detroit. But you got to have that warrior back there, that leader, um, you know, that fearless guy. And that, that is CJ up through and through. And he's a veteran, he's a playmaker. So it's, I'm not, I've, I've been looking forward to getting him back on the field, man, because I love his energy. He, Kevin, he brings it. Kevin, let me ask you something. You came the closest of any player in NFL history to have 2,000 receiving yards in a single season. That was back in 2012. You came up just short. As you were tracking Tyreek Hill before he got hurt this year, like, are you at peace if he or somebody else breaks that record with the benefit of a 17th game? Or if that happens, are you going to kind of mentally put an asterisk on them and say, hey, man, you needed the extra game? Oh, 100%. You know, I mean, shoot. That's what the record should be. It should say 16 games or whatever it is. That's what the record should say. But anyway, long story short, yeah, 100%. You know, I know what I did. I, 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 honestly, though, Tyreek, if he hadn't got hurt, he might have had a chance to do it in the same amount of games, honestly. The kid was, he was, man, the kid was balling this year. So, um, you know, it, it's, definitely, um, it, it's definitely hanging up there within reach for these guys, especially with the extra game. I appreciate you. I appreciate that response, too. All right, before we go, I want to talk to you about your business venture, Permanent Performance. You've partnered with your former Lions teammate, Rob Sims. You've created a line of CBD products. What can you tell us about the company and the product line? For sure, man. Um, I guess the, the main thing about our product line is that it features a high-performance nano emulsion. So what that basically does, it, it talks about the, the, the size of the particle. And it basically allows the, the particle to go through your intestinal stream, get to your, get, get into your bloodstream faster, and not get caught up in your intestinal tract. But what's really big for us this year is that we're going through the NSF for sports certification process, which is basically the top seal of approval within the athletic community. And this is a huge step for our goal as far as product uh, development. But it'll allow us to be able to put our product in front of collegiate and professional athletes. So being able to have the top tier uh, athletes uh, using our products and and I like, and with, with, with our company, like I said, we, we start from an authentic place. You know, we use these products that we started to make here um, when we were playing in the NFL. But the thing that's different that differentiates, that differentiates the products are that our product has the anti-inflammatory uh, components that the products that we used to use did not. So we're just trying to elevate, um, you know, things that we used to use that we're trying to bring new products that are all natural alternatives to the current athlete. You know, just to try to be able to, uh, you know, increase their, um, their 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 ability to be on the field and, re- and recover. Availability is your best ability. And what about the average person listening? Would they benefit from the product? And if so, where would they go to get more information? Yeah, 100%. These products are, like I say, we have a, a great uh, tasting uh, drink mix with uh, four different flavors and, and the uh, transdermal topical cream. You can go to primitiveperformance.com. Uh, to purchase both of these things online. But, yes, anybody that has any kind of everyday bumps and bruises, wear and tear, um, arthritis, uh, any, any of those things, you know, this, I, I love our product. We have great reviews from it, and I believe it allows people to get back just to being themselves and, you know, live their uh, best, best uh, quality of life. I was just going to say, to be your best version of yourself, that's all any of us want. Last thought, I know you're not in the prediction business, but do you want to call your shot? Do you want to go on record? How do you think this game is going to play out? Yo, one hundred percent going down with the home team. Um, I do uh, believe that uh, it, it's going to be probably a, a, a little bit of momentum shifts there, you know. But I, at the end of the day, uh, I'm giving it to the Lions. I I, I would say I'm not betting man, but I give it a you know I give it a six seven point six point spread. It's interesting, right? The spread right now is six and a half. Last I saw, he's a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Nine years with the Lions. He is all in. Megatron, Calvin Johnson joining us. Calvin, really appreciate you. Always great to have you on this show. Thanks so much. Nice to have me, Jim. 
You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved for only a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everybody feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Let's do it. First stop today, Oregon. Jason in Oregon. Good to have you, Jason. What's up? I'm just calling in about uh, what we're champ- I'm a Cowboy fan, lifelong Cowboy fan. Uh, just calling about what we're champions of. Technically, we're NFC East champions. I mean, there's nothing to call home about, but it's a technicality. I'll take it. All right. Let me react to you, Jason. I appreciate it. Uh, don't rock that call. Technically, you're champions. It's nothing to call home about. Let me tell you something else. It's nothing to call this show about either. Do not rack him, lose his number, and do not call me and tell me technically we are champions. Let me tell you something. Let's go to the Bay. Kenny in the Bay. Hey, Kenny, what's up? Hey, Ron, what's going on, my man? What's up, dude? Uh, I got a little message here for Packer fan, okay? Hey, you Southern Canadians, okay? You flannel-wearing, Munster hat-having, Paul Bunyan wannabes. You guys need to simmer down, okay? Listen, you're going to get smacked up once you come out to Santa Clara. It's going to be a nice, smooth beatdown. Hell, the taxidermy deer above your your fireplace thinks you're out of line, okay? Listen, you are seventh for a reason okay you got over on the cowboys now i do want to give you guys some credit for that way to go taking out and thumping bf mike okay the circle of mediocrity just continues you guys did what you needed to bring him back but that being said jason your take on what the cowboys are doing pretty well 12 and 5 man I love that you guys keep going, man. It's the best thing that's ever happened to the Bay. But back to Southern Canada, it doesn't matter where you go. It doesn't matter what you do. We did you two years ago in the negative five-degree weather. We did you a year before that in Santa Clara. Just know that we pimp-smacked you in Santa Clara, and we'll do it again. So war the jungle, war Rome, and war this being my first call. Appreciate you. Hopefully you're last. Just kidding, Kenny. You made it to the end, dude. You made it to the end. I'll give you that. I don't know if Alan was already simultaneously working on the week that was. I don't know why or how you made it to the end of the phone call, dude, but you did. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Need a little help? O'Reilly Auto Parts can help. Need advice? We've got advice. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Exceptional customer service. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Andrew Brandt is my guest. Andrew, it is great to have you on the show once again. Thank you very much. How are you? Jim, always a pleasure. And uh, as you noted all my career, it's always been the case where I am busier after the seasons than during the seasons. It was kind of a counterintuitive to all the other people who work in football where the guy, the coaches, the scouts, the players busy during season. But once the season ends, that's where things heat up in the business world. Andrew, it's funny. I read one of your columns recently because I subscribed to your newsletter, and you said something really funny, that when the season would end, the players would say to you, so, do you get to go home now? <laughs> like like summer camp or something, right? Lay that out. Yeah, I'll explain that. People should get the newsletter. I appreciate that. Just go to andrew-brandt.com every Sunday. And I always, you know, for 18 teams and another six this past weekend, it's over. So the day after is packing boxes, you go from a hustling, bustling facility for six months to by noon of that Monday, it's over. I mean, everybody's out. The locker room's empty. It becomes a quiet, like a shining building for six, for three months. 
And the story you mentioned is I would sort of be like a camp counselor saying goodbye to everyone at the Packers every year in January until they came back in April. And I just remember these players looking at me and saying, Andrew, do you have to stay here? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yeah, it's my job. You know, I, I worked, it's really funny. Oh, so you have to stay in Green Bay? You don't go to Florida like like us or whatever? So it was interesting. That is really funny. Andrew Brandt joining us. You know, obviously because you work for the Packers as long as you did, there's obviously a strong connection there. But having said that, I would imagine, Andrew, even if you didn't, you would still have profound respect for the so-called Packer way. For those who don't know, how would you define or describe the Packer way? What is it and why do you admire it so much? Yeah, Jim, I'm still a fan. My sons are still, they grew up there. We went to the game on Sunday in Dallas. And there were not just us, there were thousands and thousands of Packer fans in Cowboys Stadium. But it's really simple. It is avoiding the quick fixes, the sexy free agent signings. It is believing in your scouting, really trusting your scouting, and hiring coaches to play young players. Like when we interviewed the Mike McCarthy's or whoever we hired, like it was sort of handed down. You're going to play young players. They're not security blankets like coaches love. They're not experienced, but you're going to play them. And then from my angle, where I ran the whole financial part of the organization, go to players early in their careers. Sign them up. Don't let them get near free agency. Pay your core players top dollar. And then, of course, always, always draft and develop because you need that pipeline. And then on the quarterback side, you know, Jim, in the in the early years, we used to draft quarterbacks late. If you remember Aaron Brooks and Mark Burnell and Matt Hasselbeck, and they were never going to play because we had superstars. But once we drafted Aaron, we realized this is something we'll need at some point. And, of course, everyone hated it. Why are you taking Aaron Rodgers when you have other needs? It happened again three years ago. Why are you taking Jordan Love when you have other needs? But that's the patience. You know one day you're going to need this player and better to draft him now than wait till you need him. That is the Packer way, and it's showing up over and over again. Andrew Branch joining us. So, Andrew, what about that? Like, obviously, it's way too soon, and I want to be very careful who I compare who to, but Jordan Love has looked sensational. I mean, he has looked sensational. What are your thoughts when you watch him play, and does it look like maybe Aaron did hand the baton to a guy who's going to be set for the next decade? You know what, Jim? I'm not the X's and O's guy. I'm not the scout, and I'm not going to venture in that lane. But I will say this. He reminds me so much of Aaron off the field, a young Aaron off the field, because he's got this chill. You know, these California guys, they've got this California chill. They don't take things too seriously. He is a calm person when the bullets are flying. And I noticed that the first press conference he gave when – Everyone's just throwing out all these questions about waiting and sitting for three years. I mean, to do that in itself, no one, no one besides Aaron and Jordan Love sit for three years in the NFL. And it just creates this mental toughness and this security within themselves. I've been so impressed with him. And, of course, as everyone knows, he's bonding with seven young receivers all under the age of 24 So it's just a nice way for this group to come up together. It's so true. He is so cool. Like He he is a really cool dude, but that doesn't mean that he's not serious about the craft and doesn't mean he's not a great player with great arm talent. Andrew, I'm curious about Aaron. For instance, I've known Aaron a long time. This has always been a big Aaron house. I've always loved the guy. I know you think the world of him, but the world has changed. I would argue Aaron himself has changed because we all do. What do you make of what you see and hear from Aaron now, knowing him as long as you've known him? Yeah, I mean, this is touchy because I have liked him and known him a long time. But the, the, the most I knew him, the most regularly I saw him, he was a young player. He was a backup and he was learning to be a starter. And we communicated so often during the messy divorce when we moved from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. And he handled himself beautifully, like just... I'm not going to say anything. I defer to Brett. You guys make the decision. And I just kept telling him, we are handing the keys to you. Do not worry about this. Keep your head down. And I knew him, you know, through the years where he ascended to one of the top players in the sport. I don't know this Aaron Rodgers. 
you know, that has been given the forum every week to spout on anything he wants to talk about, whether football or beyond. And what I can say about that is, I, you know, me, I don't buy in. Like, I don't, I don't engage in the, the back and forth about Aaron and the drama he creates. I just think that's sort of outside of football. I will say this. Aaron is off the charts intelligent. When we tested him, his numbers were off the charts. He picked up offenses. He was extraordinary in our locker room. Uh, no problem with that whatsoever. Guys liked him. Guys gravitated to him the same way it's now happening with Jordan. I appreciate your thoughts on that. Really good insight. Andrew Brandt joining us. So, Andrew, you recently posed, I thought, a really interesting question on The X. You asked, which fan base is feeling worse right now, Eagles or Cowboys? <laughs> Let me turn that around on you. Which fan base do you think should feel worse right now, the Eagles or the Cowboys? Quick story, Jim. I'm, we're at the game, and it's just going all the Packers' way. There was some questionable call. The Packers, you know, I thought it was a call that shouldn't have been called on the Packers. My boys and I are, like, saying, what is that? And our our Cowboys fans around us are looking at us and saying, just give us that. <laughs> just, mm. just give us that, please. Come on. Uh, anyway, it depends. I thought the Eagles would, after the backsliding the last third of the season – Okay, now it's playoffs. Now it's Tampa, not a great team. They'll turn it on. I really thought that. I really thought that. They're so talented, the offense and defensive lines. And they didn't. And I, I would think that's a, mis- more, that's a fan base that, like, what happened? I think we're going to find out in coming weeks, like, what the heck happened to that team? But if you're putting me on the spot, I would say the Cowboys because they teased once again, strong regular season, putting away teams, and then this. The Packers, as everyone knows, the receivers are running, running wild in that secondary. There's no fight. And, you know, it, it, it's, we know the answer, but after that game, you have to put everything on the table. McCarthy, Quinn, Prescott, Micah Parsons. But they're going to run it back. And I don't know, Jim, if I would feel differently. I know Jerry Jones, people think he's impulsive, but his history is he hung 10 years with Jason Garrett. So he's not really that type. But I think if you're a Cowboys fan now, it's like you don't really pay attention to the record until January now. Like, so they go 12 and 5 or 13 and 4 or 14 and 3. Like, who cares? Right? Who cares? Can they advance in January is going to be the question. I know Mike McCarthy well. I was part of hiring him 17 years ago. Uh, He's a good coach, extremely good coach. Can he win the big one down there? That's the open question. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's all fair. I think that's all fair. I think even Nick Sirianni, who was in the Super Bowl last year, is we got this whole thing going on. It's a side argument, Andrew, where the Steeler fans are so unhappy with Mike Tomlin. And I keep defending Mike Tomlin, saying anybody outside of Pittsburgh would love to have this guy. And then Steeler fan keeps turning this thing on its head and saying to me, yeah, Rome, but you're critical of McCarthy. There is no difference. And I'm like, there's a big difference. Yeah. You and I could get into that whole thing. Thing, but I don't want to do that. I want to ask you this because you're so well-versed in the business of sport. I find this really curious, Andrew. It, there were eight head coaching yeah. openings this year at one point. It seems to me to be an astonishing number. Is it an anomaly or is that the new normal? And how do you explain that? I explain it by something I talk about every day in the name of my you know, brand. <laughs> the business has gotten so big. Jim, we have media contracts that everyone knows worth $110 billion. We have a latest franchise sale of $6 billion. We have these franchises all probably valued over $5 billion. That's just extraordinary. So whether it's David Pepper Pepper, or whether it's, pick a name, Dean Spanos, they're just not going to worry about paying off tens of millions of dollars of coaching money. They're just not worried about it. In the past, that's an issue. But even Mark Davis, who's cash poor, he's got so much money coming in from the league that you just don't worry about that. So you go and fix it. Everybody's like that now. We turn over a quarter of the league in head coaching, and who knows, Sirianni may make it nine. But they don't care. The money is so big for the business 
they have to move on from these guys if they want to get it right. You know, Jimmy Haslam's been doing this for a long time. With Cleveland, he had one and done. He had a two and done. And now everyone's doing it. You know, three coaches didn't even make it through the season in Staley and Reich and uh, McDaniels. So there's just no patience anymore because the money's so big. So let me finally ask you this. Caleb Williams declared for the NFL draft. (laughs) Andrew, was there really a time where people try to convince themselves that this guy in particular may actually stay in school because there was so much NIL money? Was that really a thing? (laughs) It's funny, Jim, because I've, just to uh, to let you know, I've been consulted by some families in the past couple of weeks about whether they should stay in or not. But these are maybe players that will go in the fifth, sixth, seventh round, and now you're sort of weighing a hundred and fifty thousand dollar NFL bonus versus making two hundred thousand of NIL. That's a conversation. Caleb Williams is not a conversation. I mean, he's going to get a bonus of $26, 27000000 million at total contract of $35, $38 million. There's no way NIL can compete with that. And even if it could, the whole idea in the NFL to make real money is to get your rookie contract in so you can get to your next contract in three years. So there was, I mean, him, Marvin Harrison, any of these guys, it's just no comparison. That was just folly to sort of hear about that earlier this year. No doubt. Leave us with this thought. So what about the Packers? If you circle all the way back, they're having a great year. I'd argue they're way ahead of schedule. And that no matter what happens this weekend, they're in a great place. The future is so bright. But they're going to play this game. What kind of a shot do you give them against San Francisco? Well, it's hard to eradicate my bias. I think they've got a shot. But I know the pundits are saying there's no way this is such a, a, a juggernaut, these 49ers. You know, I just it's like anything. You know, can the Packers hang around? Can the Packers be in a position to make some plays? Jordan Love is playing lights out. That whole thing, why not now? Just because they're ascending, why not now? Obviously, if you're a betting man, you're going to look at the 49ers, but I don't put anything past this Packer team. And the same thing with Houston. It's like, why not now? Just because everyone thinks they're a year away or two years away, why not now? We'll see. I did it. I took I took the points. I like the value for both those teams because they both have great quarterbacks. They're not afraid, and they're dangerous, and I, I like them a lot. And really quickly, because yeah. I subscribe to the newsletter, and I look forward to it every single weekend. If people are listening right now and they're not getting it, what do they do to get it? It's simple. My website is andrew-brandt.com. All you do is put in your email, and you get it free every Sunday morning. So, uh, yeah, thanks, Jim. I just put in thoughts that could be about sports, could be business, could be life. It's just something I enjoy writing, and I hope people enjoy reading. It's good content. I do. I enjoy it a lot. Andrew, thanks so much. Really appreciate you, and appreciate you coming back on. That was great. Always great, Jim. Talk to you All right. So, we've been talking about it. It feels great. We are on to the divisional round with some incredible matchups in the NFL this weekend. Some really tough games to call ATS. We are joined right now by the big head, James Kelly. Head, what's going on? Not much, Jim. Uh, Happy to be here. Thanks for having me back. Right? You are lucky to be back, dude. You should be happy to be back. Listen, let me tell you something, dude. You are going to need every last thing at your disposal and the last thing you want to do is jerk with any sort of karma or mojo or juju since these games are tough enough to pick as is. Do I need to spell this out for you, dude? No, sir. Jerking with the Jards karma was an absolutely idiotic thing to do. What did you get out of that, Head? What did you get out of that? You got your ass kicked. Mm-hmm. You got your clock cleaned. You got your bankroll hammered, and for what? For what? A few lame laughs from a few lames on the X. Hope that was worth it, Head, although I know it wasn't. So my question to you, have you learned your lesson? Well, I believe I have learned my lesson, Jim, and I apologize. I feel like I've grown up quite a bit in the past few days, but I do admit if I see that certain commercial pop up in that first game early, I will be a little bit terrified. Um... It's like a commercial actress has me in full mount right now in my head, and I can do nothing about it. In other words, you apologize for absolutely nothing, and you've learned even less. Conor McGregor right here. Telling you something, dude. 
I'm telling you a lot of things. Hey, quick aside, how many dogs have you washed this week? Only a couple. It's like 20 degrees here right now, but we got it up and running, and early next week I'm going to have a lot of dogs at that dog wash. Have you gotten any reviews yet on Yelp? No, I don't think I have. No, because it's, uh, it's too cold. No, been close for like four days. It's been right, brutal. You're talking out your ass as always. All right, let's do this. Let's, let's do, do this. Texans at Baltimore. The Texans head are a jungle team for the ages. I've made that very, very clear. The Ravens, though, arguably the most complete team in the NFL. Head, what is the number? What are you doing with this game? Your Texans are nine and a half point underdogs, and for the third week in a row, I'm going to pick against your Texans. Uh, here's the thing: this Ravens defense won't have a glass. And for the jaw. third week in a row, it's going to bite you in the ass, dude. <laughs> Just keep it up. Keep it up. The difference here: Cleveland Browns defense, ass overrated, glass jaw. Ravens not so. They're legit. They rank first in they points, fifth in yards. They were second in the NFL. Yeah, fake numbers, horrible on the road. I should have seen that. My fault. I apologize. That won't happen with these guys. They're even second in the red zone. The best plan of attack is to run the football against the Ravens, but the Texans don't run the football well, meaning CJ is going to see that. I, I learned my lesson, I think, well this done, week. Dude. Yeah, thank you. Uh, meaning CJ is going to face this mother of a Ravens pass D. That's first in sacks and yards per pass. On the other side of the ball, there's more pressure on Lamar Jackson than any other player this weekend. He's going to be uh, win his second NFL MVP, as we know. He has uh, the better team in this matchup without question. And this far, he's 1-3 in, in the playoffs, and his postseason numbers are horrible. Three touchdowns, seven turnovers, 56% of his passes have been completed, a 68.3 rating. That is Mark Bulger bleep. No excuses, though. He will lean on the best running attack in football, but because of the Texans' run D, he will attack a pass defense that ranks 30th in completion percentage and 27th in yards per pass, and I think he does. And I'm going with the myth, the legend, Big Trust, New Era, Eight Apera, Apparel right there, L. Jack and the Ravens ah. minus nine and a half. Missed that one. Damn it. Dude, how about Mark Bolger catching a stray? Where the hell did that come from? Dude, I looked up postseason stats and Bolger, Chad Pennington, all better numbers than Lamar Jackson. All right. So, I mean, yeah. He, there's a lot of pressure on him, a lot of focus on him. It's a given. It would be against jungle law for me not to ride with the Texans. But putting that aside for a minute, let's look at that matchup. C.J. Stroud and company lit the Browns up last week. And unlike you, I don't think that Browns defense was fake. They were ranked second in the NFL. Didn't matter. Very little does to C.J. This dude only shows up and shows out. And nothing affects him. And, of course, 38-year-old Joe Flacco picked a bad time to remember remember that he was 38-year-old Joe Flacco, and he gift-wrapped a couple of pick sixes. That helped. Soon-to-be MVP Lamar Jackson is not going to do that. I understand. I'll say it again. On paper, hell, on grass, the Ravens, to me, are the best team in the NFL right now. Mm -hmm. But here in the jungle... The Texans are unstoppable. And there is something really special going on. It's almost inexplicable, but... You know it when you see it. CJ is just a special cat. D'Amico Ryans has crazy it, has them believing. Offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick is in his first year. He looks like a freaking genius. genius. The Texans are not afraid. They're confident as hell. They're not here to take part. They're here to take over. They'll shock the world again. Yes, I will take the points. And I'm going to ride with the legend Nick Casario and the football legend CJ Stroud. Texans okay. plus Nine and a half. Great job to you, Alan. Packers, <laughs> Niners. You know what? Head, same deal. A number one seed going against a young team that is playing lights out and is not afraid. I already know there's no way in hell you pick against your stepbrother, Lobster JR. Mm. Not when he's had two weeks to prepare. Not when his team is well rested. So what's the number? Give me your thoughts. The Fams 49ers are nine and a half point favorites. You know, I've been thinking about this all week. If an NFL team could choose between having Big Clock or Jordan Love, I'm trying to figure out who they take. And it's a really hard answer after the way Love's been playing football the last two months. And it's why I'm taking his Packers and the points Ooh. here. He's lit. Since November 19th, he's thrown 21 touchdowns to one interception and is averaging 269 yards passing while having a rating of under 100 only one time. No quarterback in the world is throwing the football the way Jordan Love is, and the fact that Steve Wilk's defense's biggest weakness is teams that can throw the ball down the field and no one in football has thrown more passes 20-plus yards than Love has this season. 
The Packers have also averaged 151 yards per game rushing the last month. Now I am scared, um, bleepless, about my cover with my stepbro v. Uh, Joe Barry. His offense averages 6.61 yards per play. That is the seventh best mark by any team in the Super Bowl era, and Joe Barry is Joe Barry. Also, the Packers are playing their fourth road game in five weeks, which is not good at all, terrible. Now, uh, sorry, Matt from Green Bay. If the Super Bowl is looking for the best team, it is my fam in the 49ers, but I'll still like your Packers here to cover a plus nine and a half. Wow, 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 team, wow. I think Interesting as hell. How, how teamwork works. I, I like, like that. All right, so in better than anyone or- what we got here is the same number as Texans v. Ravens, nine and mm-hmm. a half. Same scenario, minus that crazy jungle karma. You got a young team with an incredible quarterback. You and I are on the same page. Jordan Love is not afraid, and he's looking no. to shock the world. And like C.J. Stroud, Jordan looked incredible last week. In fact, has for the last several weeks. They might just do it. The Niners are going to be awfully tough to beat. They're coming off that bye. They're loaded. But there is a lot to like about Green Bay, mm-hmm. starting with Jordan Love. Aaron Jones, by the way, looked great against Dallas. He's been balling out since he came back and returned to health. And you heard him on the show this week, right? Mm-hmm. He was all locked in. Love is not going to panic. He's going to make plays. If, here's my argument, if Jones can pound the rock, if they can move the chains, if they can spin the clock, if they can keep the ball away from Brock Purdy, if they can limit San Francisco's possessions, if they can make a play defensively, I'm with you, the defense concerns me, but if they can make a play, maybe a special teams play, maybe, maybe, maybe they steal it, but I'll tell you this much, there is way too much to like about Green Bay for me to say that San Francisco is going to blow them out. I don't see it happening. I'm with you. I'm going to take the pack, and I'm I'm going to take the points. Green Bay, plus nine and a half. Love to see it. Bucks, Lions, love this matchup. I'm going to skip my thoughts on that going in. I'm going to let you run with it. What is the spread? Who do you like? Uh, the value here would be plus six and a half for people that like Tampa Bay, and I do not want that at all. I'm going with the Lions and laying the points. I love Brad Holmes and the roster he's built. The offense is humming. They're top five in yards per play, points per play, EPA per play, per rush, and per drive. Also, in seasons past, blitzing and a Todd Bowles D would give Jared Goff problems, but this season, Goff has averaged more yards per attempt when blitzed than when not, and I looked at some numbers here. He played four games um, against the top five blitzing teams in the NFL this season. He's averaged 302 yards passing per game, 10 touchdowns, zero interceptions. He the wants question- that, right? What's Dude, I'm that? sorry to interrupt. He wants it. He doesn't care about the blitz. He wants, he wants it. it. He, no, wants he wants it. it big time. He wants to prove the doubters wrong. Um, the question is, is, is his defense right? I don't underestimate Baker Mayfield like C.J. Gardner-Johnson does, but C.J. secondary should have help because Carjack of the Lions. To you. What's that? Carjack to you. <laughs> Carjack Gardner-Johnson. That is some great sound right there. So good. Uh, sorry, go ahead. He should um, have some help because of the Lions' stout front seven and that Molinari run game of the Tampas. It doesn't hurt either that PFF has the Bucks as their worst offense, worst defense, and worst special teams units left. Biggest worry here, Jim, Tampa is a warm-weather team. Weather reports suggest slight chance of rain, 23 degrees. How are you going to handle that, Todd? You do know we play indoors, right? They got a oh. Damn. Good point. My bad. ATS, the two best teams in football here, both covered 66% of their games, but I'm going with the ATS GOAT, Cannibal and his Lions, minus six and a half. The ATS GOAT, I've been saying it all week, I'm happy as hell for the Lions fans, for the Lions organization. I've also been saying all week, I'm happy as hell for Baker Mayfield. You know I love that dude, his heart, his grit, his will, all that stuff. I think he's a hell of a leader. I love the way the Bucks have responded to him. Now, having said that, you never really know what you're going to get from them offensively. They just did get by Carolina in Week 18 in a game they had to have, but then they rise up and they knock out Philly last week. I also know this. The Bucks cannot run the ball. They cannot run the ball, mm-hmm. and especially against Detroit, who's got the best run defense in the league, meaning Baker better wake up feeling dangerous and hunt that Lions secondary, because at times, as we've talked about, mm-hmm. that Lions secondary is prone to lapses of assery. Interesting game. 
I just think it's too big of an ask. It's too big of a lift for Tampa Bay. The Bucks are a great story, but asking them to go into that house and deal with that entire city of Detroit is too much to ask. I am going to ride with the Lions Beautiful. and lay the points. That joint is going to be fierce. I love Baker, and part of me would love to see him pull it off. I'd love to see that for Baker, but I just don't see it. Lions, minus six and a half. Nice. What do you think, Tommy? I'm going to ask you, do we save the fourth game for next hour, or do we jam it in here? Head, your mm-hmm. weekend is not starting yet. Oh. I'll see you next hour, dude. You're not oh. walking off on that. I want to make sure you have enough room. Chiefs and Bills, I thought we had time. See you next hour, Head. Sorry about that. Not sorry at all. Welcome to the jungle. A tremendous Monday to you. My name is Jim Rome. Hope you had a good weekend. Well, some of you had an amazing weekend, and some of you had maybe the worst weekend ever. And I'm here for all of it. Ho, 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 ho. Cowboys. Big Mike. Dak Prescott. And for Dallas, another heartbreaking end to a season. We have seen some epic Cowboy playoff collapses over the years. And that right there was not only another one, but maybe the biggest one ever. One of my most surprises. You know what would have actually been one of the most surprises? If your team actually showed up and played a great game. War Cowboys ownership firing themselves and getting something new. I'm sick of it going to watch a double feature movie at my diminutive ranch home. The Silence of the Lamb. Three-time pro bowler. In terms of Playoff losses, where does this one rank? Gene Slater. Jim, every time you call, you know, I make time for you. I didn't use the word, how do you power rank this one, Jerry? But I did ask him where this one stacked, and he said that this was pretty high up there. Most painful. Tina, what's going on? How are you? I'm in Detroit. Uh, I'm 70 years old. Ah! Oh, no, Tina! That was harsh. That was harsh. That hurt. It's physically painful. Most painful. The rules are rules. That was cold, bro. You guys asking that lady, man, that's somebody's grandma, dude. You know, people love that lady. I'll just say it like this, all right? Hey, you're good enough for Detroit, The Gofford Bowl Revenge Game winner, Jared Goff. How can you not be happy for that guy? That really was a revenge game. A real revenge game. Years past, the Lions would have lost that game. Now, they won that game. Buccaneers clipped the Eagles' wings. Joey fan, put that horsecraft sando down. Horsecraft sandos are for closers only. The Eagles aren't openers, either. The Eagles are no-showers. Eagles fan, your season may be over, but you still took a crap on Bakersfield. Ah! Jim, man, I'm a first-time listener, new caller. I know this is going to get me run, but it's worth it. I knew this coach named Nikki, and yes, you can see him clad in dark green. I saw him at Arrowhead Stadium. Ah! Dude, you're not a first-time listener. And how did you, and how did you know about getting run? Touchdown Packers for Aaron Jones. It's his third of the game. Aaron Jones joining us. Y'all were prepared to go into that house and shock the football world? Uh, 100%. We expected that. We believed in each other. We set our standard a few weeks back and we've been playing to that high standard I'd, I'd like to war a couple of things but i don't have any wars or anything like that Mike, you have a year left on your contract. fan doesn't even seem to care who the next head coach is i'm not even hearing that from steeler fan all I'm hearing is, we have to get rid of Tomlin. Jerry, you silly ass man. Fingers, I want to punch you right in the face. You get your rear end in there and you play the way you know how to Jerry, play. Jerry! We can win the Mikey. game. Mikey! Ifatu Milnfonwu. No matter how he'll try to downplay it, like, that that definitely meant a lot. So we were just happy that we got the win and he got the game ball as well. Jim, I can't tell you how good I feel. I won't go into the thing about how long I've been a Lions fan because it's unbelievable. It's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which... You do know we play indoors, right? They got it. You do know we're in a dome, right? Mm. Lost, by the way. Yeah, but it's 13 degrees anyway. Bill's mm. mm. They're a bunch of crybabies. The bottom line is Josh Allen can't ever get the hump. Get over the hump. Why I call you butter. We were watching highlights. You thought you saw a touchdown. It was actually on replay. And I was like, yo, if you think it's butter, but it's not. It's time to beef. People operate shopping carts without looking where they're going. People that are taking over our local coffee shop and using them as their own personal offices. But I'm a man. I'm 40. I like that, dude. Good job. Thinking that's 
a man named Dakota is going to win them a championship. Friends who live in these hot-ass states and are sending me pictures of their green grass. Upper management who trains you at work to be the next promotion, and instead they give a promotion to the office rat. Now I'm 43 years old, mind you. Dude, I so wanted to hear you light up management and the rat. Well, I came to Dallas to win the world championship. Diarrhea of the mouth and, and diarrhea of the ass. And they're that, spewing know, it out in copious amounts of both ends. Lifelong Cowboy fan. Technically, we're NFC East champions. What? Do not rack him. Lose his number. And I'm going with the myth, the legend, Big Trust, New Era, 8 Apera. Apparel <laughs> range minus 9.5. Bolter catching a stray. Where the hell did that come from? We're Lions fans. <laughs> Hey, Edward, what's your favorite color? Always a Jim Rome fan. Appreciate you. It's not Jarrah. It's Mr. Jones to you. He left 20% of himself in the owner's suite. You do what you're supposed to do. We'll win this game. If I don't eat breakfast, I'm pissed off. <laughs> we need to get you back to a race. Remember when I broke the pace car? I'll never forget. We need to redo on that. Buy into us. It's time to kick that bitch down. Oh, teamwork works. See ya! Alvy, get me out of here. Good night now! Good night now!